आई वी एम लुई विटों मोब्लां काथिए टियो गुची नो आई एम नॉट गोइंग शॉपिंग because i'm so not a fabulous wife living a bollywood life besides i'm quite happy with my bata ki chappal hello and welcome my name is priya mirza and this podcast is the longest constitution where we talk about the constitution today we're looking at how the most expensive mall in the country dlf emporium basant kunj came up at the cost of constitutional norms as well as the evolution of privacy contempt of court which is one of the grounds on which our right to expression can be restricted and finally the making of the shiny shimmering capital of the country new delhi so from one five letter word slums we're looking at another five letter word malls our first story today is to do with the man on a motorbike yeah the year is 2020 it's the pandemic and a constitutionally violative lockdown is imposed restricting our fundamental rights to movement and livelihood the parliament is adjourned and the supreme court is in functioning and while the rest of the country is figuring out the mute and unmute commands on zoom the chief justice of india justice sharad arvind bobre is photographed on a harley davidson and i looked up this picture and that's not a bike that machine is as big as my bathroom seriously but that's besides the point prashant bhushan tweeted a picture of the chief justice of india plus a couple of other tweets pointing out that the supreme court ought to be functioning during an exceptionally distressful time like the pandemic did the supreme court approve of this though no the supreme court took suomoto cognizance of a petition and initiated contempt of court proceedings against both bhushan and twitter incidentally for you guessed it scandalizing the court because bhushan had leveled a malicious scurrilous calculated attack on the supreme court and the point is how can a tweet have an impact to shake the very foundation of constitutional democracy meanwhile what happened in the challenge to the aadhaar case which was filed in the supreme court in 2012 so the aadhaar case or the puttuswami judgment as it is called in the second longest hearing in the history of the supreme court spanning 38 days of argument spread over 4 months and amounting to 547 pages a nine judge bench of the supreme court delivered its verdict in justice case putuswami versus union of india 2018 bringing an end to a constitutional battle and unanimously affirming that the right to privacy is a fundamental right under the indian constitution so the questions that the court was answering were how could the aadhaar bill be passed as a money bill which it so clearly wasn't about the legitimacy of a state created nationwide information database the circumstances under which it had been built the conditions under which it was maintained and the situations in which it could be used and the larger point was about the relationship between the citizen and the state and shockingly enough in 2015 the government actually argued that the constitution did not guarantee any fundamental right to privacy yeah that's our government and that's what makes this judgment extremely important 
which was that six of the nine judges authored an independent opinion and Justice Chandrachur wrote on behalf of three of the judges. One of them was the above-mentioned judge, Justice Bobre, who spoke of, and I quote, two values, the innate dignity and autonomy of man, and that privacy was a necessary and unavoidable logical entailment of rights guaranteed in the text of the Constitution. Yeah, the same person who took offence about being tweeted about and to suggestions that the judiciary is corrupt, yeah. But most importantly, all of them agreed that privacy encompassed the body, the mind, intimate choices, and that it's at the heart of what the meaningful exercise of guaranteed freedom such as speech, association, movement, personal liberty, and freedom of conscience are. So what we eat, whether it's beef or bhelpuri, to our sexual orientation, to what we wear, the hijab or high heels, or maybe the hijab and high heels, is in fact protected by our right to privacy. Our third story today is to do with Dilli, Mary Jan. Yeah, so it's the early 2000s and this is South Delhi's Vasant Kunj, where land owned by the DDA is auctioned to private contractors. And we have been tracking how the DDA, apart from not fulfilling its statutory mandate of providing affordable housing, 25% of its homes for the lowest income group, began to see land as the material basis of shelter to real estate. And that raises the question, is affordable accommodation or housing a constitutional right? And while there is no explicit mention of it in the constitution, there are constitutional provisions such as Article 21, the right to protection of life and personal liberty, and Article 14, the right of every citizen to be treated equally before the law. But DDA auctioned this land for the construction of malls. But that was not the only issue. In 2003, an environmental group and concerned citizens challenged the construction of these malls on Delhi's southern ridge because this was a protected green space. The area had a water scarcity issue for decades. And finally, it just went against environmental commitments of the state. So, what happened to Prashant Bhushan? In the court proceedings, Attorney General K.K. Venugopal told the Supreme Court that Prashant Bhushan was actually not the first to allege corruption in the judiciary. There are in fact nine former judges of the Supreme Court who have actually said that the higher judiciary is corrupt. But he was not allowed to complete his sentence. Meanwhile, Bhushan stated that his comments were bona fide and not malicious and said that like Gandhi, he would cheerfully submit to any penalty that can be lawfully inflicted upon him. And to him, that was his highest duty as a citizen. So what happened to the malls? And what did the DDA have to say in response to auctioning land to private players? So DDA said, and hear this out, the project is planned. And because it is planned, it is legal. The second argument, its high-quality construction and strategic function will boost Delhi's architectural profile. So a government agency flouted every possible building and environmental regulation to argue that it was worth building because it was pretty to look at. But the madness didn't end here. In 2006, the court delivered its verdict and made the following bizarre argument. Some private individuals or private limited companies or firms are corporate bodies and institutions and the question of their having indulged in any malpractices 
in getting the approval or sanction does not arise. So the court basically brushed aside all objections, having already decided that it was satisfied about the mall developers. And that is how Gucci, Mobla and the rest are in the country's most expensive mall. And meanwhile, for his tweets in August 2020, the court fined Bhushan 1 Indian rupee on the grounds of contempt of court. So basically, at the heart of the court's interpretation of contempt of court and the making of Delhi a world-class city is the same. Image management. It's all about Instagram, guys. So today's takeaways are, in the Putuswami judgment, privacy was held to be an overarching, foundational value of the constitution. The second, PILs went from regulating municipal corporations to upholding massive building complexes built clearly in violation of municipal norms. And that is how Akshardham Temple and the Commonwealth Games Village on the Yamuna River and Senek Farms, the largest unauthorized colony in Delhi, and of course, the Vasant Kunj malls came to be upheld as legal. Lastly, the Prashant Pushan case put the Supreme Court in a really sorry light. That an institution is so terrified of a tweet means that democracy is in a terrifying condition. That's all for today, gentle listeners. If you have questions or comments, please send them in via email. That's the longest constitution at gmail.com. You can also rate my podcast at Spotify and drop a review at Apple Podcasts. And can also reach out to me on Twitter, where I am at FundamentallyP, or on Instagram, The Longest Constitution. Until next time, this is me, Priya Mirza, signing out.